Hello and welcome to my podcast, The Black Eye. I am your host, Michelle. Welcome, 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 welcome. I hope everything is well where you are. I had in mind an entirely different podcast. I've done all my, some of my work and I was about to post when something rather disturbing came in my feed. And the disturbing thing was um, the Department of Homeland Security advisor. Now, what I want to do is for you to listen to this brief broadcast. And then I'm going to read the rest of the um, rest of the article. Well, you know what? I'm going to read the article and then I'm going to play the broadcast. But essentially what the, the Department of Homeland Security is saying is that domestic threats are people like you and me who have questions about the COVID-19 measures and mandates, questions about the election, or believing that Trump will be reinstated, and some third thing that I'm going to read. But these two um, accusations or, or threats, supposed threats, carry with it no physical, actual threat. There's no threat actually coming from people who hold these ideas or have these questions. So it starts out, the report starts out by saying, there is no credible threat. That's what it starts out by saying. No credible threat. No credible threat. I'm going to play the, because it's so brief, it's only a few seconds, and then we're going to go ahead and read the article and um, comment on further on these supposed threats. Not based on any actual threats or plots, but it says there's a rise in anti-government rhetoric. Some of it is opposition to COVID public health rules like mask and vaccine measures. Some calls for violent action are based on claims of election fraud or a belief that Donald Trump can be reinstated. And DHS says the coming 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and religious holidays later this year could be catalysts for violence. Well, DHS. Yeah. So you heard that, right? No credible threats. No credible threats. You heard that. No credible threats. But if you have opposition to the mandates, if you believe that Trump will be reinstated, and September 11th, then you are a threat to home. This is what Homeland Security will call a threat, even though there's no actual evidence of violence. No, no threat, no real threat. He, he opened it by saying that. And that was from NBC News, by the way. What's my point in this? Well, my point is that it's on, folks. Already, they have been blaming the anti-vaccine people with vaccine hesitancy on Trump supporters. That's who they've been talking to. They haven't been talking to the the real people who are hesitant, Black Americans, Hispanics, uh, young people, 18 to, to 24 years old. They're not talking to them. They're talking to Trump supporters. That's who they're talking to. That's why it's so hostile. That's why it's so brutal. That's why it's so punitive. They, that's who they're really trying to talk to. And now it's going a step further. They admit that the opening sentence is, There is no credible threat. But if you have questions following these things, then you're on a watch list. 
individuals, groups, whatever. You may be a domestic terrorist. In America, we have a right to question everything. We have a right to question everything. That's what freedom is. We get to question everything. We get to question the election. We get to question COVID-19 mandates and measures, which don't make any sense. Uh, i.e. New York, you're vaccinated, you have to have a vaccine passport, but you still have to wear a mask indoors. So everyone who's vaccinated still has to wear, you go to the theater, you still have to wear a mask indoors. But you need a vaccine passport. You can't go to work. You, They don't want you to go to the supermarket. You heard Don Lemon. I did the podcast about Don Lemon saying how, you know, you, you, you shouldn't go to the supermarket. You shouldn't. They, they really want you ostracized. All because you have vaccine hesitancy. The article is from Reason. Excuse me. And it goes on to read this. In advance of the 20th uh, anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, the Department of Homeland Security, Security, DHS, has issued new guidance to local police departments, warning that, among other things, opposition to pandemic-related lockdown policies could constitute, quote, a terror threat. Conspiracy theories regarding the 2020 presidential election, including one of the falsely claimed former President Donald Trump would unconstitutionally be reinstated to office in mid-August, are also considered potential threats. That's despite the fact that, as NBC News reports, the new advisory is, quote, not based on any actual threats or plots. But was spurred by a rise of anti-government rhetoric connected to mask and mac and vaccine mandates. No plots. No nothing. So now the federal government has put out a, a watch for you. If you're an anti-vax, anti uh and you believe that there was something, you have questions about the election, which I do, among others. Some weird things that happened that night. The, 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 uh, the anchors behaved kind of strangely. People, it was just kind of weird. It was a weird night. It wasn't the usual election night. It was odd. It was off. And then on somebody just called to stop counting on election night. Just stop counting. Stop counting on election night. And as someone pointed out, they kept on counting for a week into it. Seems strange. Seen odd. I have questions about that. Does that make me a terrorist? The actual two-page bulletin contains less inflammatory language than NBC's interpretation of it. Still, it warns that threats, quote, posed by domestic terrorists, individuals and groups engaged in grievance-based violence could be 
exacerbated by impacts of ongoing global pandemics, including grievances over public health safety measures and perceived government restrictions. The document also warns that reopening schools, churches, and other places where people gather could provide increased targets of opportunity for violence, though there are currently no credible or imminent threats identified to these locations. You heard the sentence, right? No credible threats or plots identified. None. Nobody's plotting against the government. I'll go so far and say nobody gives a damn about uh, Biden and his trophy vice president. She's not a person, she's a trophy. Well, she's a person. She's a person trophy. She check she, she meets all the check marks. But I bet you dollars the Dutch marks, she won't be president. Because, you know, the Democrat Party have already lost faith in her. She has no leadership skills whatsoever. Can you imagine her stepping forward? being president, running as president. But anyway, when all you have is a hammer, and this is the person writing the article here, everything looks like a nail. And when you, when your entire mission statement revolves around stopping terrorism, everything looks like an opportunity for terrorism. Even though most Americans are not talking about terrorism. And you know, this is, this is interesting too. Because they keep using those words, terrorism, insurrection, you know, um, overthrow the government. Even though when you look at January 6th, you, these people weren't trying to overthrow the government. You had, and I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with the people out there who have said the same thing. I'm, I'm agreeing with them that you had riots all summer long. All summer long, where they were in the state houses and and, and burning down, uh, tried to burn down a federal courthouse. And yes, people have questions about COVID nineteen and its so called spread because those people were out in droves, close, uh, close, in close proximity, demonstrating. And it was summer. It was hot. There were, you know, you can't help but sweat when you're hot. They were spitting in cops' faces. They were fighting. They were looting. They were touching everything. And no one said about them, oh, they're super spreaders. Nobody even talks about super spreaders with them. No one said anything about that, but, but you have questions about COVID. You have questions about this this vaccine mandate. You have questions about these, these you know, how these and these mask mandates. And and I argue that I saw some pictures. Everybody wasn't wearing masks in in, in last summer during the riots the so-called peaceful protests. They weren't. They weren't. But if you have questions or I have questions, then we are perceived as a possible threat of terrorism. These people are crazy. They don't make any sense. They don't make any sense. Because anybody with common sense knows that in order to overcome fear or hesitancy, you have to build trust. Taking away a person's job, taking away a person's livelihood, Keeping a person from going to a supermarket, I mean, so far it hasn't gone that far. 
keeping a person from going out and having to go into a restaurant, going to a theater. You can't do these things if you're not vaccinated. That doesn't inspire trust. You, in order to have your job, you must be vaccinated or tested. But that doesn't inspire trust. That doesn't build a bridge. That doesn't convince anybody who is vaccine hesitant to say to yourself, hmm, maybe I should take the vaccine. It does nothing to do these things. And yet, some brilliant mind decides that not only do you have to wear masks indoors, because you're vaccinated, but the unvaccinated can't come in either, even though they have to wear masks indoors. And you can't question those policies. I'm not anti-government. I'm anti-people in the government. I'm anti-people who are running the government. I'm anti de Blasio. I'm anti Cuomo. I'm anti Biden. I'm anti these crazy Newsom. I'm anti these crazy people who want to dictate to you and beat you over the head and isolate you and take away your rights and bully you and segregate you and do you in because you don't have a mass mandate, because you don't you you have hesitancy about taking the vaccine. They want to completely obliterate you. And the thing is, they're not even talking about the people who do really have legitimate issues with the vaccine. Black Americans, Hispanics, young people, 18 to 24. But they're not directing those messages to them. They're directing those messages to people whom they believe to be Trump supporters. It's politicized. It's politicized because they know they have nobody else to run in 2024. They've already they're planning 2024 already. 2024 is being planned. Andrew Cuomo thought he was going to assume another throne. They showed him, no, you're done. You're done, son. He's done. I mean, I can't stand the dude. I can't stand him. I can't tolerate him. I can't. But some of the accusations with him, they're just ridiculous. They're funny. You know, Chow Bella, that's harassment. Come on, you can do better than that. You, you know, there's a there's better harassments than that. Who doesn't want to be beautiful? Who doesn't want to have somebody come up to you and say, hello, beautiful? That's not a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Obviously, it's political. He's outlived his usefulness. But I can go on and on about these vaccine mandates. They don't make sense. But they have you considered, they want you to be considered a terrorist. Article goes on to say, we should go without saying that challenging and questioning the various constitutionally dubious, contradictory, and oftentimes nonsensical government policies that are ostensibly meant to combat the pandemic does not make someone a terrorist. Indeed, if that were the case, some government officials would be the top suspect. Hello? Hello? It's equally true that holding or sharing inaccurate opinions about the outcome of the latest presidential election does not make someone a threat to the country. No, it does not. There is a big difference between expressing an opinion and storming the U.S. Capitol building as part of as part of a politically motivated riot, the law enforcement should be able to tell the difference. I agree. 
And you know what, too? How many riots did the left uh, uh, endorse? Because there were, how many riots, like, across the country? There were a lot of riots. And on the right, how many riots, uh, you know, how many riots did the right do? How many riots were they engaged in? And if to say that Trump had won and Biden had lost, who's to say with the shoe being on the other foot, would it then be considered a riot? Or would it be three people wanting justice or whatever kind of shtick they would come up with? But in a somewhat darkly iconic, I'm reading the article again, ironic, excuse me, but in a somewhat darkly ironic, oh, now look at me, but it is somewhat darkly ironic that a Republican administration birthed DHS against the warnings of libertarians who would see the obvious potential for a dystopian mission creep right from the start, only to have the department now identify diehard supporters of the last Republican president as a terror threat. Perhaps the elements of the political right who believe they can impose moral order on the country via the machinery of government should take notice. I agree. You didn't need a Department of Homeland Security. I think it was Bush, right? Bush put that in? Bush, Bush put that in. I'm not, I, yeah. Bush, thank you. You gave the federal government the gun to shoot regular Americans with. Thank you for that. I never agreed with this Department of Homeland Security. I was very young when that happened. But I, I didn't believe in that. I think, you know, what do you need that for? You had the CIA, you had the FBI, you had all these other things that we're at play. You didn't need the Department of Homeland Security. Another bureaucracy. How long has this been in, in play? You see, once they start building things, once they start doing things, once they start having this power, they take this power, they don't ever give it up. There's always a reason why it should remain. There's always a reason why they should keep it going. There's always a reason. So now, if you're a so-called anti-vaxxer, which nobody truly is an anti-vaxxer, most of the people who are against this forced vaccination are not anti-vaxxers. They're just against force. They're against coercion. They have questions, legitimate questions. I have questions. But me, my neighbors, we're all considered threats, terrorists, possible terrorists, because we have questions. We have questions. I'm going to take a short break right now, and I will be back. For those who have made it with me this long, thank you. I do appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next segment. You are listening to the Black Eye Podcast. Hello and welcome back to my podcast, The Black Eye. I am your host, Michelle, and this is the second uh, segment of 
the said podcast. Um, in my previous segment, I was talking about the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, putting forth, uh, uh, what is it, a terrorist advisory and uh, suggesting, even though there is no evidence or plot or violence planned, that people who question the mask and vaccine mandates were maybe considered terrorists. The people who question the the uh, the presidential election of twenty twenty uh, may be elect, you know, maybe terrorists, and possibly nine uh, eleven uh, officials or whomever might also be consider terrorists. In, in short, very innocuously, uh, to be aware of the grumblings of said Americans. So Americans have officially been deemed terrorists, very quietly though. I mean, the paper itself did not go forth and, and was particularly threatening, but they lined out. It is, you know, very clear in what direction they're looking. And I talked about how they think they're talking to Trump supporters. They're not really talking to the people who really do have honest and serious concerns, who really are vaccine hesitant. So, that being said, I, you know, mask are off, and, you know, we have some nonsense with questioning the nonsensical vaccine mandates in New York, which requires you to have a vaccine passport and ha still wear a mask indoors, which makes absolutely positively no sense. Well, the second half of my podcast is what business to consider. I think maybe we're probably overthinking. And if you don't think this is some kind of collusion going on here about what to do and how to force people back to work, because they're telling us on one hand that this Delta variant is super infectious, and it's, uh, it, it can break through to, to the, you know, break through the vaccines. But they're also telling us that as you're vaccinated, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about hospitalizations. You don't have to worry about deaths because the vaccines work. They constantly, constantly tell you that. So, just another reason for me to affirm why I am a freaking independent Guess what comes across my bleeping desk? Oh, you got to hear it for yourself. You have got to hear it for yourself. So I'm going to let you hear it. It's from Fox News. This is why I don't watch cable news. All of it is evil. But this is from Fox News. Laura Ingler talking to Jake Tapper. Now, if you don't know who Jake Tapper is, Jake Tapper had a show on, I believe it was Spike TV. It was called Bar Rescue. And what he would do is he would go in and he would rescue businesses that were failing and hopefully turn them around. Some of them got turned around very, fairly well. Some of them didn't. Um, but you, you got to have fun. It's sort of like um, Kitchen Nightmare, but for, but for bars. And you, got, you had your fun watching him, you know, decimate some poor, lazy, no-good manager, you know. Um, but anyways, they're having a discussion about workers. And they're saying pretty much that workers ought to be kicked off unemployment so they could go back to work. Nobody, uh, what behooves me, and I, I'm not going to get on the tangent, I'm just going to mention this one little point here. Nobody reads the data as journalists. Does nobody as a journalist read the freaking data? Does anybody? That people are quitting in droves, they're going on to better opportunities, nobody wants to go back to where they were before, that the pandemic has actually changed people's hearts, minds, and souls, how they cut people off the, the unemployment benefits and the judge ordered them to, ordered the states, the judge ordered the states to pay the people their unemployment benefits. And that just because they cut off the unemployment benefits, people did not return to work in those places that they thought. 
They, they really thought that if they cut off the benefits in these Republican states, that the people would return to work, and they did not. Suggesting that there's something deeper going on other than your money. The money of business. And I, again, I'm a capitalist. I am a capitalist. Ah, you should see me. I love to buy and sell. I love. But I hate, hate, hate the people who are in charge of the capitalist system. I don't like it. I don't like the people who stand guard and keep the rest of us from going forward in our lives. I don't like it that they talk to us and about us as if we're subhuman human beings that's only job is to swing dishes and cook your meals and give you some 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 beverages. I don't. It doesn't, I, I hate both parties for this. They talk to you as if you're ideas of people, not actual people. It's time for the robot revolution because I don't see anybody going in there wanting to sling drink, drinks for minimum wage. And they're always thinking of ways to, to take your tips away from you and ways to do this and ways to do that. There's always something. As if you, us, the people, cannot have hopes, dreams, and desires of our very own. We don't want things. We don't want freedom. We don't want to try our hand at maybe working at home. You don't have children at home. Nothing. No. They don't want to care about that. Get your ass out there, you wage slave, and do your job. That's all they care about. I don't even know why that made me so mad. That's why they want these vaccines. These vaccines, they know about these vaccines. They know these vaccines are uh, the best. They know. But they want you, and that's the frustration. They want the people to be convinced that the vaccines work, that the vaccine, that you shouldn't have vaccine hesitation. They want you to go get that vaccine. And look, I'm not telling you not to. If you hate, go get the vaccine, go get the damn vaccine. Do what you need to do. These are your decisions. This is what I'm fighting. This is what I'm upset about. That it should be the decisions of the individual. Whatever you want to do, you should do. Nobody should force you, coerce you, or put a gun to your head, a proverbial gun to your head, and make you do something you don't want to do. But, I constantly realize that the politicians do not work for the American people. They work for their real constituents. And that's business. And I'm not saying that business doesn't need to be represented. It does. But the people need to have something too. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos were uh, competing for a bid for the space program. You remember that? You know about that? Elon Musk won. He won the bid. Jeff Bezos got upset because he wanted to go out in outer space. I said, you know what Congress did? They got together, bipartisan, and voted to give Jeff Bezos $25 billion. He lost the bid, though. And when it comes to the people, when it comes to the people, they're going to shove you over the cliff. They're going to tell you, it's 10 million jobs out there. You sure should be able to work. How? Then they don't want you to question what's going on. Why are you doing this? Why are you pushing this? Do you know why? Because they have no intentions of truly protecting you from this virus. They want you to get back up and go to work. They're not closing down. There's no backup plan should this thing get out of control. That's why they're blaming the unvaccinated. Because they need a scapegoat. 
when things go wrong. They thought they were going to have everybody convinced about these vaccines, and people are not convinced. They keep saying 70% of people are vaccinated, and every time I look at the numbers, it's not 70%. Jen Psaki said there was 70% people vaccinated. But it's very tricky because when you look at the numbers, there's only 186 million people fully vaccinated. I'm sure the number has grown since I last looked at it. What a week, a week ago, a week and a half ago, a few days ago. But that's what's happening. And then you look and you say, oh, well, 67% have at least the first dose. And you're like, oh, oh. So they didn't get. 70% fully vaccinated people. They, they, they say they're close to 70% of vaccinated people, but they, they play around with the words, and they think people don't pay attention to them. But anyways, I'm off on the tangent. I want you to hear what uh, Fox News, Laura Ingram, and Jeff Tapper, Jake Tapper had to say uh, about work. Here it goes. If you get $800 a week unemployment benefits and you live with a partner who also is getting $800 a week unemployment benefits, $1,600 a week, Laura, $83,000 a year, that household in unemployment benefits, the median income in America is only $63,000. We're incentivizing people to stay home. What if we gave that additional unemployment benefits to employers to incentivize people to go to work? Well, what if what if we just cut off the unemployment? I mean, hunger is a, it, hunger is a pretty powerful thing. I don't mean physical hunger because people who truly are in need need help. I'm talking about people who can work but refuse to work. But the government is is literally putting anvils in many ways on people's shoulders, either through the mandate regulations and now through free money, which obviously we're all going to, the piper eventually has to be paid. Uh, John, John, I want to ask you though about this, this idea of work-life balance, because look, no one wants to miss their kids growing up. No one wants to, you, know, you stay in the office your whole life, you, you, you never see your family. So I, that's really important. However, have we taken that a step too far when you think of, well, a lot of the millennials talking about, well, I need time for self-care. I don't know why I'm harping on that tonight, but the whole self-care movement is a little, I mean, my mother is not with us anymore, but she worked from the time she was 12 during the Depression. If she heard the self-care thing, I think her head would explode. <laughs> you know, I think that's right. Oh, I have cool. a friend in the military who trains military dogs for it, and they only feed a military dog at night because a hungry dog is an obedient dog. Well, if we're not causing people to be hungry to work, that, then we're providing them with all the meals they need sitting at home. I'm completely with you, Laura. These benefits make absolutely no sense to us. And on top of the impact of not getting employees and not being able to run our businesses, in my industry, we have meat prices are up 10%, chicken prices are up 15%. Now, inflation is killing, it's killing, it's going to kill business. I mean, it's going it, to, that's, yeah. that's the next shoe to drop the Democrats. And there you have it, folks. There you have it. That's what they're talking about right now. How you are hungry dogs that need to be, you need to be starved so you can be an obedient dog. Obedient dogs. A hungry dog is an obedient dog. That's what they're saying. And this, this is from the right. The mask, are all, they have taken off the mask on both sides of the hill. Both sides. They have taken off the masks. It's, it's exactly what government wants for, from you. That's why they let the, that's why they allowed the um, eviction moratorium to elapse. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. They want you and us, the people, 
not to have any choices in your life. They want you to go back and do what you did. They don't care that you had a, a light bulb moment. They don't care that you're rethinking your life. They don't care. They're not even looking at the data. Their own data. Which is saying that people are quitting. Yeah, they're going back to work and they're quitting. En masse, they're quitting. They go back to McDonald's. I, I watched the, uh, or I saw a, a, a line, an a article on uh, YouTube. The entire store, the old Burger King, a store, uh, a franchise. They just walked out. They quit. They left a sign on the door. That's what they did. They just quit. Now, now they want you to get that vaccine so you can be, feel confident to go back to where things are. Because when they say they want things to return to normal, they mean they want you to go back to your not, your low wages. They want you to go back to your struggles. They want you to think about them and what they're going through. And I listen, again, I'm a capitalist. I understand that business has to run and I understand all that. But you know what? Not at the expense of people finding their own way. And you see how it's all working together to suppress people. You see. That's what they're doing. Government is the big bulldozer that is pushing people over the edge. That's what they're doing. I didn't even know I was going to get on this subject today. I just was outraged when I heard Laura Ingram and Jake Tapper talk like this. Is it John Tapper or Jake Tapper? I was just outraged. Outraged. It's John Tapper. John Tapper, Jake Tapper, I don't know. I don't know. They're all looking like me. I don't know. But. Really, though. Really. And my mother, just on the side, used to clean houses. That's what she did for a living. She cleaned houses. She cleaned houses $35 a day. She would go in, in people's house every day. She would clean a new house. It's ridiculous. She charged it. She undercharged $35 a day to clean a two, three-story house. That's what she did. She did that, so I didn't have to come up and clean houses. I didn't clean houses when I got older. I refused to clean houses. There were people who offered me, like, you know, $100, $150 a day. No. I didn't clean houses. I didn't do that. Not that I wasn't willing to work. I did what I had to do. I was a maid for a short time. Uh, in a job in, in Terram, I went to the casino. I worked as a maid until I got a better job. What is that, a week, two weeks? Just to get some cash in my pocket. But that's not where I was staying. That's not my baseline. When I had children, I had uh, part-time jobs. As a stay-at-home mom, I had a lot of part-time jobs. I worked a lot of baseline jobs. I did that because my daughter doesn't have to do that. I don't understand how people can talk about other people's work ethic, how these generation, the fact that she doesn't even understand that people want, they don't want to live to work. That's not what life is all about. It's all right for her because she's got a cushy job. She's a millionaire. They get angry, the, the, the public gets angry with her tomorrow, she's fine. She gets fired, she's okay. She's a millionaire. Jake Tapper is a millionaire. He has several bars, several restaurants. John Tapper, 
I want I don't know if I get keep getting him mixed up. I don't look it up when I when I care because I really don't care right now. I'm I'm angry with all of them. But my point is, the next generation is not going to do what our grandparents did and our great grandparents did during a, a different time. We have computers now. There used to be this old hymn, I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. Ain't nobody coming up on the rough side of the mountain anymore. We have SUVs, off-road trucking. Did you see the commercials? The thing is climbing up the mountains, for God's sake. Who in the heck is climbing up on the rough side of the mountain? And the idea that these people are sitting here, oh, my great-grandmother, my mother would have been here, you know, self-care. My God. I don't say you got to be soft and cushy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about soft. I think once in a while, you know, kids are a little too spoiled. They ought to skip a meal or two. Makes you a little stronger. Builds character. But I, I don't mean actual skipping a meal. Oh, God. I'm following in her footsteps. But I mean, you know, a little adversity, a little challenging. You can't give them the same challenges that they had in the 1800s. This is not the 1800s or the 1920s. This is not the 1920s. This is a whole hundred years later. Your generation is not the generation after us. Why would they want to work 40-hour weeks and just live to work? They've seen their parents. They've seen it. I've seen my mother. I've seen what doing what the type of work working every day, seven days a week does to a person. I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my child. That doesn't make me weak. It just makes me want better. My mother wants better for me. And the idea that these old guards are standing here telling young people that you are nothing and you don't want anything, but it's instead of wanting better for them. Pushing them to do better in life. Pushing them to succeed where I have not succeeded. And then they wonder why the young people are embracing socialism. When you hear idiots like this talk. On the left and on the right. When you hear these morons speak. Embracing socialism? Yeah. Because they don't want what you have to offer. You're not inspiring anybody to be better. Capitalism is not the sin. The people who run the capitalists, the gatekeepers, they're the sin. Get them out. Vote them out. Get new, fresh, exciting people in here with new visions, new things, new uh, ideas. People who are going forward into the future. Not old fuddy duddies hanging on to the past. I'm not here to say the past was evil. We, uh, it was what it was. It's the past. But we can move forward. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, all the other nonsense. But I'm talking about truly moving forward. In a capitalist society where people can live. I don't know, man. I don't know. Between the government and the left and the right, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. I was supposed to talk about another subject. I wasn't even supposed to be on this one this long, but here I am talking about this subject. Anywho, anywho, I don't even know what to say, I'm so angry, I can't even be like pleasant, but anyways, listen, 
that is the end of possibly this segment or possibly this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> but if you have made it with me this far, listen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I look forward to hearing from you. I will leave a link in the description. I will try to remember my contact information so people can leave me voice messages and uh, contact me at MHB1070 on Twitter. And tell me what you think and tell me how you feel. Um, you know what? Go outside. Have a great day. Enjoy the weather. That's the only thing right now that's free. <laughs> Anyways, you all have a great day. Bye-bye.